1: On your Wednesday episode of Locked on Raptors, the time without Pascal Siakam in the lineup is mercifully behind us, and so now it's time to put a bow on the 10 games the Raptors played and survived without him, and we will do so with some superlatives. We're going to hand out some fun little creative awards for what the Raptors did while Pascal Siakam was out, hopefully for the last time this season. We'll dig into all of that with Jamar Hines coming up in just one sec. Thanks so much for hanging. Oh, because like, when I shot it, I expected to make it, so like, I don't shoot kind of miss. So. Welcome to episode number 1292 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, November the 30th. I'm your host. Sean Woodley of uh, Post Touches, my Substack newsletter. Also, I've been covering the Raptors for nine seasons. Lots of back catalog over at raptorshq.com and other platforms if you want to go check that out. You can find it all probably somewhere on my Twitter, at WoodleySean. You can go follow me there. And you can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast for free on your favorite podcast app, so please go do that. We are also on YouTube. You can subscribe there for free as well. Set the little notifications so you never miss an episode when it premieres. And thank you in advance for doing that to support the show all right on today's show we are going to put a bow on the 10 games the toronto raptors played without their superstar pascal siakam and we're going to try to hand out some awards for the raptors who did in fact play during those games we will do so with our pal jamar hines from raptors republic we've got the awards like mvp and biggest depth chart riser and best game all to get to but first jamar what's up man
0: i'm doing great um my camera's back because last time it was blurry i have a mic you know Woo. my my, my camp my cam setup is like got is upgraded from like a d plus to a, like a a c and then when i get a when i get a stand for this thing it'll be like a c plus but you know i'm, I'm ready to go
1: be kind to my friend Jamar. It's at <laughs> the very minimum a B minus, dude. Come on, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's dive on in, shall we, to our awards for what the Raptors did without Pascal Siakam. Before we actually do that, though, I just kind of want to get your thoughts, Jamar, on like. How the Raptors weathered the time without Pascal. Were you impressed? Were you displeased? Overall, the Raptors go 5-5. Five and five. They scrape by. They tread water as they really had to with the Eastern Conference, of course, being a competitive slog. Every win is going to count. Every loss is going to matter. And they did a good enough job of not losing too much ground as they're, I think, a game back in the loss column now after the Cavs game of the third seed in the, in the Eastern Conference, which is great to see. Uh, in that time, however, they had a minus 2.6 net rate. Which ranked uh, 22nd in the NBA per NBA.com They had the second worst true shooting percentage of any team in the NBA And of course they had to really funnel a lot of stuff through OG Ananobi And Fred VanVleet when he was available Scotty Barnes when he was available It was a very rocky and tumultuous time for the team So all that said, how do you think they weathered it? Let's give it a grade, shall we? we while we're handing out grades for stuff Where do you would you sort of slot the Raptors in for how they performed without Siakam?
0: Honestly, I would give them a B plus because, okay, they go five and five. And then, you know, some of the like written numbers without him obviously aren't, you know, aren't great. Mm -hmm. But you have to remember that it wasn't just Siakam out for a lot of these games. Fred missed a handful. Scotty was like cobbled and in and out. And then, yeah, there were, you know, other, like Gary missed a couple games, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for them to go 500 and kind of like weather the storm and remain in one of those, even though it's too early to talk about this, but remain in one of those playoff spots. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, I mean, they had to grind out a couple games and some kind of games were ugly like even you know look at look at the way they started against Dallas on on, yeah. on, on Saturday and they were down 15 real quick it was like oh my gosh it's like <laughs> i miss i missed the real raptors this is not the real raptors and mm-hmm. then they end up winning that game but no i mean they just they found a way to keep 500 and now you know as the team starts to get a bit healthier and fred fred said it after yesterday you know this feels like the time where you know they should be able to string get string together some wins, and, you know, maybe create some distance in the standings because mm-hmm. you know everybody's everybody's kind of bunched together. And besides, um, besides Boston and Milwaukee, I mean, there's really no distance between anybody. And yeah. that's the thing. A lot of a lot of teams are struggling right now. You know, Brooklyn, Philly's starting to piece it a little bit together. Atlanta's hit or miss. So- I
1: think Atlanta stinks. For the record, I think Atlanta <laughs> is like a a team. They they stink. At, I, no I, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, um, oh yeah, gosh. I I think. Uh, You know, for me, I would say, yeah, B plus, even A minus for just scraping those wins out. You know, had they gone three and seven, we're probably talking about a bit more of a sort of uphill climb in the Eastern Conference. They never fall below 500, despite some pretty grim uh, lineup combinations they were throwing out there. I think Nick Nurse deserves a lot of credit for just kind of milking the most he could out of the guys he had available. You know, just to kind of give some perspective on it, during the 10 games, Siakam missed, only three Raptors played in all 10 games. It was OG, Thad Young, and Christian Coloco, uh, who was very up and down, I would say, in his performance. Uh, So really no continuity to speak of, no sort of reliability in terms of who was available. Obviously, you're missing your best shot creator in Pascal Siakam, so everything was difficult. But they still managed to, you know, hang around top 10 in both offense and defense, not fall too far down there. there. up to seventh in defense after the Cavs game, which uh, speaks to how insane they were on defense in that game. Um, but yeah, I, I think B plus A minus is the place to go. Let's hand out our first award, Jamar. We'll sure. do, it's probably the most obvious on the board. The team MVP without Pascal Siakam, uh, this one's OG, correct? Or do you have a surprise answer?
0: No, 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 no. Okay, there. OG. <laughs> OG on offense, OG on defense, OG on everything. I don't know mm-hmm. how else it can be anybody but OG, so... You know, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't even have to elaborate that much <laughs> on it, but, <laughs> but, you know, um, it, it was fun to, in the last game with Al Pascal, it was fun to see all the credit that Luca gave him, yeah. you know, and even, even helping him up because, you know, a lot, I, I and Luca can be kind of annoying during games. He's a you, rascal. Yeah. You see, you see games in the past where I forgot who he threw elbows at when he was mad. I, it might've been OG. I can't, I can't remember, but so, it,
1: I, I, there's a, a grand and storied history of Slovenian guys throwing elbows and cheap yeah. shots at OG. So yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah but no, it was, it was fun to see Luca compliment him, but yeah, it's, it's definitely OG.
1: Yeah, 10 games for OG, 38.4 minutes, 22 points a game, 6.2 boards, 2.4, or sorry, 2.6 assists, 1.8 steals, 1 block, Uh, didn't shoot amazingly, 46% from the field, 25% from deep, obviously very much tied to the fact that his looks were incredibly difficult and Mm -hmm. oftentimes self-created in a way that they're not. You know, you see Pascal come back in the mix and all of a sudden, oh, he's just hitting wide open trailer threes with nobody around him. It's just uh, a breath of fresh air. He made it work, though. And I think we might have learned some things about OG during this stretch. I, I think, first of all, I think we learned he's the second best player on the Raptors. Is that crazy to say? Is that blasphemous towards Fred Van Vliet? Like, he's amazing. And the defense he provides is just so far above, I think, everybody else on the team. Even though the team is loaded with good defenders, I think OG is just that good. He's a walking paint touch. Uh, You know, he's kind of added a little bit to his drive game. Uh, He seems a little bit more refined. He's falling over less. Is he now, would you say, the second best player on the Raptors, having seen these last 10 games? Maybe that's what you thought beforehand. But what do you think? I mean,
0: I feel like we've had this conversation. I think it's a good conversation to have. I mean, that's a good thing. If you don't know who your mm-hmm. second best player is from game to game, that's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. you just made me rem- um, remember the championship year where Pascal was really rising. And then people mm-hmm. were like, is Kyle the second best player? Is Pascal the second best uh, second best player? So it's kind of similar in that sense where, um, yeah, I, there's games where Fred's going to, have one of his fred games and it's Mm -hmm. that's not the case and then there's games where, like we've had this og stretch where i would say consistently right now og probably is their second best player this season Mm
1: -hmm. obviously last year that wasn't the case but yeah
0: i would embrace
1: that oh why not lean into the hot takes baby uh i actually you know I guess best and most important maybe are like, maybe they're the same thing. Maybe they're different. I don't really know. But I do think OG is certainly the second most important player on the, the team. One thing, just, yeah.
0: Sorry. The one thing yeah. that I just, I, I gotta remember about OG because um, the last few years, it was always, he'd always miss about, you know, 20 games because some freak thing happened. Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know if you could call it injury prone because some of the things were, you know, even going back to the um, appendectomy that made him miss mm-hmm. the entire uh, championship run. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was always something to make him miss a handful of games. And right now, uh, he's played in every single game. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, I think Coloco is the only other guy on the team to appear in every single
1: game. That is correct. Uh, kind of an insane stat. Yeah. Yeah. So, like,
0: that just tells you how many guys have been out. So, you know, knock on wood. I don't really have any wood around me to knock.
1: On. I got lots. All I got right. a wood Great. desk, a wood Great. floor. But,
0: you know, just, yeah, you know, keep, o- <laughs> just, just got to keep hoping that OG, you know, maintains his health. And, you know, this is, this is the season where, you know, he can get to that. 78 79 games play type of thing where you know the only games they don't sit in is because of some rest related type of thing like later mm-hmm. on in the season or whatnot so you know, sure. I'm just hoping for that
1: also knocking on my chest because I my last name has a wood in it so that <laughs> oh it my god! I, like, uh, I was like what are you doing why are you doing Tarzan on the street yeah, that's Sean? what it looks like looks like. just that's knocking on like. Lee. uh oh. god shut up Sean uh <laughs> One last note here. Fred Van Vliet shouldn't be undersold for what he did while Siakam is out. Obviously, he missed three games, so you can't, you know, the availability part probably. Rules him out of being the team MVP, but also 24 points, six assists. Uh, he shot 37% on 11 threes a game. Wasn't great on twos, but I think you kind of expect that. That's never really his thing anyway, at the best mm-hmm. of times, not, you know, especially with Pascal Siakam out. Um, so, yeah, Fred was awesome too, and he very much has a claim to second best player on the Raptors, and Scotty Barnes on his best nights has a claim to that as well. I, I do think the consistency and just like the sheer dominance of OG's defense kind of has me penciling him into the number number two spot in the team power rankings, if you will. But again, one of them, good problems. Oh no, how do we arrange the the order of our very good players after our superstar who is an All-NBA guy and maybe an MVP candidate? Uh, One of them, good problems. We're going to continue on, Jamar, hand out a few more superlatives for the Raptors' time away. We're going to look at the depth chart. We're going to look at the biggest risers and fallers in the depth chart rotation coming up in just one second. Before we do that, however, I need to tell you about Turo, which is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. That is wonderful. You don't got to worry about the stupid rental companies. They're going to charge you an arm and a leg. The fees are out of this world. They're going to charge you like nine times extra for gas. I, that might be wrong, but it doesn't feel like it's off that by all that much. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the USA, UK, Canada, and very soon coming to Australia as well for our listeners down under book a spacious suv or minivan for a family road trip get a classic or luxury car for a special event birthday or holiday find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just get need to get from a to b i think this is an awesome service because when i go on a trip i typically like to go to like Things where there is nature. I like to look at mountains and the ocean quite a bit when I'm on vacation. And to have a car to do that in, it's pretty essential. And Turo is a great alternative to those rental companies that are just going to uh, overcharge and make it a not very pleasant experience. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. That's T U R O.com. Today's show is also brought to you by our pals over at Built Bar. It's holiday time, which means they've got some holiday new flavors hanging out. They got the cookie dough topper, the coconut brownie bar, the coconut brownie topper as well, as well as the white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built's take on granola bars. It's more filling, it's holiday themed, it's amazing. You get candy cane brownie puffs as well. So many wonderful holiday flavors available for you to go and peruse at built.com. They are the snack that is feeling indulgent, but it's not actually indulgent. They have lots of protein, just 130 calories as well, and they are shockingly low in sugar, especially when you compare them to your typical candy bars or the typical junk you might eat at this time of year. Go and check them out. They always make it taste great while also being good for you. Built, you gotta try this. Get 15% off your order right now using the code Locked On 15 at Built.com. That's the code Locked On 15, all one word at Built.com for 15% off. Alright, we continue on here with our Pascal siakam list superlatives, I guess is what we'll call it. I don't know. Uh, We're handing out some awards for what the Raptors did with Pascal Siakam on the sidelines now that he has mercifully returned to the fold. Now we're going to hand out the award for the biggest depth chart riser over the course of the 10 games without Pascal Siakam. Lots of opportunity abound, not just with the Siakam injury, but with everybody else seemingly being hurt for some stretch of time as well. Jamar, who do you have as your biggest depth chart riser, the guy who maybe has changed in your eyes as to whether or not they can actually be a meaningful contributor to this team, a bigger contributor than you thought beforehand? Who you got?
0: Well, this guy didn't really change my mind in terms of what I thought he could do because he's been doing it for years. And it's Mm -hmm. just, I was surprised that he wasn't playing at the beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. but it has to be Thad young because, you know, he wasn't playing a lot of those games where Pascal was here early in the season. And then even he was kind of confused about his role. And Mm -hmm. then since they put him in the starting lineup as like their center, uh, he's been, he's, he's had a really great stretch of games Mm -hmm. and, it's it's funny. Um, his uh, his wife, I want to say, uh, she because obviously you know every so often uh, uh, on Twitter you'll see the you'll see the post like fatty daddy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently mm-hmm. she heard that at more. The game. It's often
1: from me, I think. Uh, but yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> she heard that. She apparently she heard, she had a tweet where she heard that at the game, and she said that um, she had to basically explain to one of her kids. Because one of her kids was confused. It's like, why are they calling him dad? I find find that absolutely hilarious. Where basically, she had to explain to one of them that that is not their dad. Yeah. They just really like him.
1: Yeah, it's like a weird horny online thing. Yeah, that's all it is. (laughs) But
0: yeah, um... You know, from the off, he's had games where he's changed the game on the offensive boards. He's changed the game with playmaking. He's just doing a, the one of those glue guys. Even yesterday, he's just doing a lot of little things, you know, to help to help the Raptors win games, stay in games, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from going to, you know, off the bench, I mean, well, basically parked on the bench to start. Yeah. It's got to be that for me.
1: Yeah, I think honorable mention here goes to Wancho Hernan Gomez, who for me was like the 15th man, and now I'm just like, yeah, you got to play Wancho. He tries real hard. He's very good positionally. The way he cuts and scores off of Thad passes is very pleasing to my eyes. Uh, He's he's in the mix for sure now in a way I didn't think he would be, but Thad goes from DNPCD to starting center. I think he has to win this award. My question to you, Jamar, is – we saw a Nurse with the weird sort of, you know, Barnes and Trent off the bench thing last mm-hmm. night. I totally buy his explanation that it was about sort of not throwing a bunch of guys who are kind of out of rhythm all on the floor at the same time. Right. I think it was smart, especially if Pascal was going to be on a minutes restriction, sort of balancing out where you're getting the minutes in from guys totally made sense to me. But I've never I do seen wonder. Thir-
0: I've never seen a 30-minute minutes restriction, though.
1: Makes yeah. No it, it's a Nick Nurse <laughs> minutes restriction. Yeah. <laughs> It's inflation. If inflation's crazy, Jamar, aren't you uh, familiar? Um, no, with the uh, with with that, I guess my question now is. Do you think there's a chance he just stays the starting center? They insert Scotty Barnes into the lineup eventually for Wancho. They bring Gary Trent Jr. off the bench with Chris Boucher and Wancho and, you know, Otto Porter when he's back, Coloco on down the line. Is there a world here where Sad Young is just the starting center for this team and they roll with that? Because Nick Nurse seems pretty pleased with what they found there. Never underestimate what nick nurse
0: is thinking (laughs) in terms of in terms of just throwing you zaro lineups yeah Yeah. um (laughs) i mean it could be something it could be something it it won't it won't be for scotty that's for sure no who wasn't who did not sound thrilled about coming off the bench (laughs) i
1: um, I heard that i i feel like scotty just never sounds thrilled in this post-game pressers anyway that's that's also i don't know that's yeah.
0: also true. But he kept, the, the fact that he kept saying, I guess, and, like, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah, wasn't exactly practice, but, you know, I guess. Because he said that at least about four or five times. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to read too much into that. But obviously he wants to start. Yeah, as he should. He's Scotty Barnes. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary. Gary is interesting because, you know, I've always thought of Gary as a guy that would play better with creators around him. It's mm-hmm. so that he doesn't have to force shots. And yesterday he had a really good game uh, on both ends. I think, especially mm-hmm. with boards. yeah know, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's normally your 18 two and one guy.
1: Oh yeah. He's the rookie <laughs> but, year. Andrew Wiggins, the 20, Oh, and Oh,
0: but yeah, um, I could totally see them going big and, you know, Gary coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. And he might be one of those Interchangeable guys and I've mentioned This before I just hope that it's not the Norman Powell thing yesterday was an exception But I just hope it's not the Norman Powell thing where You know if he starts coming off the bench He starts having a horrible stretch of games Because that's what Mm -hmm. Norm used to do But you know yesterday that didn't that wasn't the Case and Yeah for him um, You know with you know contracts Contract year type of thing um, You know It's it's Probably not what he wants either, because you know mm-hmm. he's he's gonna want to put up numbers. But the it's 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 interesting for sure, and you know it depends on, it's 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 matchup depending where they're gonna change the lineups. But you know the Wancho thing's not a thing, but the, I think the Thad thing starting might be. We'll see.
1: I agree I I think you know Thad is at his best when he's amplifying really good players and I think the best way to get the best out of Thad would be to play him with all the best players and and yeah you might be a little bit light on shooting you're gonna need Scotty to kind of even out from deep I would say and you know Pascal's gonna have to hit his corner threes when they come to him OG and Fred might be good enough to kind of make that work anyway and the defense will be so good you would think with the turnovers that the transition game will be kind of devastating but you know Trent obviously helps with that too he forces turnovers. Turnovers when he's at his best, he hits those threes on the wing that they're so good at finding him for on the run. There are obviously arguments to have Trent in there. And honestly, you know, I think we'll probably see a bit of a mix and match thing more than anything else, where, you know, depending on the matchup, uh, Nurse will sort of change it up. But I do think too, the way the Raptors can stagger their guys, you can have Siakam or Barnes run with the bench and still have Gary there. Um, I would probably run Siakam with Gary Trent jr. Uh, as much as you could just, you know, if you're going to run those bench lineups, just because that's a partnership that really, really works. And if you can kind of mix that in, I mean, all of a sudden you're looking at a team that's like nine, 10 deep, and there's not really any holes. And there's some pretty intriguing lineup combos you can do with the insertion of Wancho shooting and whatnot. Um, Let's quickly go to biggest depth chart faller uh, in this time. Is there someone who you think maybe the sort of shine wore off over the course of the 10 games here? Uh,
0: It's hard because there's so many injuries. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, during this stretch, Precious got injured. And he was probably the biggest disappointment so far, just based on what he did last season at the end of last season, and mm-hmm. you know what we were expecting this season as a potential dark horse to like be most improved, but then he got hurt, and, mm-hmm. and then you know he's not going to be back anytime soon because even y- yesterday there was an update that he's going to be gone for about two to three more weeks. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is hard. Um. I feel. mm I was thinking, I was thinking Banton for a second, but Banton's had a couple of good games without. Like he had his career high in Indiana. He without, did with a without, without Pascal, and then he got and then he too got hurt. It's ugh, I, how much games did Precious play in this stretch? Like Precious three, only four? played three. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's it's kind of hard to see him. Um, this is a, this is a, this is a tough one for me because I want
1: to me to, to say my answer. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So I'm torn between two guys. Okay. I, I feel really badly though. I think it's Malachi Flynn. Uh, it, okay, it's... I didn't even really
0: consider him a faller because he wasn't even he didn't well, really have a spot to begin with.
1: He rose during the time of the 10 games and then fell right back down below, I think, where he was before. Like, I think you could have looked at him as like the 11th man when everything first happened with Siakam. And then uh, he comes in, he has a couple really nice games. He has some real highs. Uh, You know, the Hawks game, he was really impressive. He had a few other really nice games mixed in there, three or four in a row. And then his last couple outings, just not much to show for. And I think his margin for error is so slim. Right. with the other guys that he's competing for minutes with that i kind of think malachi flynn not showing out consistently through this run even with a 46 percent rate from three that's awesome and you know i feel very comfortable if malachi flinger 13th man but i do feel like maybe the opportunity slipped away a little bit from uh malachi flynn here and that's a shame but it's just yeah. kind of the way it is when you're a thirteenth man, and you you come in and you you have a couple bad games. There's not going to be a lot of rope there, and you can argue with whether Nick Nurse should be giving him more rope or not. But uh, I I think you can't cater your entire team to Malachi Flynn, I guess. And it's you know a shame, what it's but,
0: it's yeah. it's it's funny you bring that up because I was actually the only game I've been able to go to this season was mm. one of the do, was like a dog game. It was the Brooklyn game. Yeah, but um. He that was the game he got his start,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you bring up the shooting from three. He began that game with two threes right away, and then broke yeah. them. You know, called a quick timeout, and then he was pretty much ghost mode after that.
1: Totally, yeah.
0: Like he, I I wanted to see him initiate more in that game. It, it was kind of left up to Thad to try and initiate everything. So that's <laughs> kind of, that's kind of the that's kind of the point where you know yeah. he didn't he had that opportunity to you know kind of like have an eye opener type of game to say, Hey, I deserve, you know, more minutes, a bigger role type of thing. And then he kind of just disappeared. So yeah. 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 To your point. Yeah. I think that game probably says probably illustrates your point the best.
1: Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, and look, there'll be other opportunities. I'm sure the injuries are not going to go away. You would assume they're not going to just be healthy the rest of the season all the way through, but I, I do it think it doesn't
0: seem to work that way.
1: No, like the roller coaster that Flynn rode there. I think he's down at the the bottom of the roller coaster once again. Okay, that's fair. We'll see. Uh, We're going to come back on the other side and hand out a couple more awards before we round out the show. Before we do that, though, got to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and eSports. We've got it all at betonline.net. The Raptors are healthy again. They're going on a run of games here. Maybe you start putting some scratch on them, covering for the first time like all season long because they've just barely been able to scrape by in these games. Uh, BetOnline will show you the lines. They'll give you the info. They'll give you the injury analysis and make it so you are the informed wagerer before you go and put some hard-earned money down on the games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right we continue on here rounding out the show with our pal jamar hines handing out some toronto raptors superlatives for the time pascal siakam spent on the bench let's go now to the best game the best game overall this is like the, the criteria here whatever you want it to be you know you can kind of take it however you like here 10 games out for pascal they go 5 and 5 what was the best game the raptors played uh during this stretch jamar what you got so i was wrestling between
0: two games that kind of had very similar storylines i was wrestling between the first game he was out which was the chicago game oh uh, they looked so good <laughs> yeah they 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 started out slow and then they then, then they really picked it up in the in the in the second quarter, and then mm-hmm. they basically took over Chicago from there. I still remember that um, Nick Nurse uh, challenge a minute in when DeRozan drew a foul. He was like, "This is not going to be depressing in this game where he draws fouls." <laughs> challenges ninety seconds into the game, and then they and then they win that challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna make that my runner up, even though that's probably my my criteria makes no sense. <laughs> just that's probably like in terms of like stretch of game that's probably the best they've looked sure but i'm actually gonna go with the dallas game because right on that that they just played because of the fact that they looked like they were done like three minutes into that game mm-hmm. and the fact that they were able to, to to come back and figure that out and win that game and also it's kind of a nice bookend where pascal got injured against dallas and they were, at the time, they looked like they were well on a, on their way to a loss before he got injured. Mm-hmm. And Luca and was absolutely torching him in every way, even though the Raptors threw everything they possibly could at Luca, And he, even though he only had 15 shots, he still had 35 points. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this time around, they kind of uh, limited his shot attempts even more. And Luca had to be forced to trust his teammates. Just look at that last possession. Oh, yeah. And um i just i just feel like they, they they made enough adjustments to turn that into a win so mm-hmm. it's like results wise i'll give it to that game so that's kind of my criteria my weird criteria but i'm gonna go with the dallas no, game
1: that's a good one i like it uh i might annoy some people with my pick i am picking the two-point overtime loss to the atlanta hawks On November the 19th, Uh, mostly because this game was just awesome. It was really fun and it sucked the way it ended, but with a couple weeks of distance, I'm able to appreciate it a little bit more. Uh, You had Scotty Barnes until he rolled his ankle and, you know, kind of lost the plot a little bit later on, missing the the game winner. Uh, You know, some miscues, obviously, in the final play with AJ Griffin putting that in, with Barnes just kind of leaving him alone. Not ideal, of course, but you had a Barnes kind of return to form for the first 35 minutes of the game. Uh, That was really good to see. I I think that was a really nice OG game as well. It's always fun to watch OG play defense against the Hawks. It's always fun to watch the Raptors play against the Hawks. I feel like this was a game where they really exposed a lot of what is wrong with the Atlanta Hawks. And... They overcame not having a traditional rim protector outside of Christian Coloco, who was kind of thrust into action, and he was really good. He had four blocks. He managed to actually guard that Trey Young pick and roll, mostly capably. There were some spots, obviously, where he got burned, because that's going to happen, and Trey Young ultimately won the game just with his creativity and his scoring at the rim, but... I still think this was a really impressive game for the Raptors, and with, uh, you know, I I think Malachi Flynn, maybe his best game of the timeout, 17-5-3 with two steals on 7-12. For me, really fun game, really entertaining, and uh, so I'll say that's the best game, because it was almost like the most inspiring win ever without all the guys they were without. Um, With that, we'll move on to the final award we're going to hand out which is the game in which pascal siakam was missed the most and guess what i'm picking the hawks game uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the game i
0: was thinking about for that yeah yeah yeah, exact same game Mm -hmm. carry
1: on you can dig into why you had uh that game picked for the one siakam was missed the most
0: simply because they could have used him down the stretch if they had Mm -hmm. siakam that game had no business going the way the hawks were playing that ain't game had no business going to any overtime And Mm -hmm. it still almost did in any way if, you know, if if Scotty was able to complete that basket in in, in regulation. But Mm -hmm. just the way the game was coming down to the wire, Pascal would have made all the right decisions down the stretch where that game was not – that was going to be a a Raptors win for sure. Um, And I just – the image from that game that sticks with me the most is Trey Young after the buzzer beater um, waving to (laughs) – I don't know who he's waving to. He's like – to, uh, he was like basically Just the daunting. bench in nobody general because, yeah but there's like no bench nobody was even <laughs> there so it was like it's yeah it's yeah, like Jeff it,
1: Doughton you really got Jeff Doughton's ass there Trey it, good job it's
0: like it's like you're back in the bubble and you're like like remember remember that um Remember that Russell Westbrook moment, in the, where he was just you just going nuts at somebody, and it's like probably just one person in the stands, and yeah, screaming at him. one
1: of the Zoom faces yeah. on the
0: background. And then yeah. and then and then and then people put Fred's daughter in the mix to make it more hilarious, where she's waving and he's going nuts. That's <laughs> kind of what it felt like with with Trey. It's like who are you even talking to? Like there's nobody there. So yeah, it's definitely the Hawks game, and mm-hmm. I feel like the Raptors have kind of started a little rivalry with the hots definitely on twitter where it's just like this just a team that you know don't like to lose to so yeah 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 that 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 one kind of sticks with me we're kind of down bad after that one It's like oh my gosh this is not a game we wanted to lose but yeah definitely that
1: game I agree for sure. I think Pascal was uh, very much missed in that game and, like, had you had his sort of help rim protection, feel like you would have handled the Trey Young stuff at the rim a little bit more effectively, and honestly, he, like, every single player on the Hawks is traditionally a barbecue chicken to Pascal Siakam, and boy, did they need just, like, some easy buckets in that game. Um, If you have Siakam in that game, they might win it by 20. I'm not, I don't think I'm being super hyper hyperbolic with that. Uh, He's really good and loves to cook the Hawks, and they, uh, and, you know, this was a nice, they get, get a nice Wancho game, the, kind of the first Wancho pop of the season right. as well. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that game, even though having Siakam would have been uh, totally wonderful and may have made it a pretty easy win. Still, fun, entertaining, memorable game, probably the most memorable game of the regular season so far, I'd say, even though it was in a losing effort uh we'll round it there jamar thanks so much for hanging man this was great uh do you have anything you'd like to promote for the good people out there
0: yeah sure uh my twitter handle is jamar j-a-m-a-r-b-h uh i just i have a um recap of the Cavs game that you know just posted a couple hours ago so everything you need to know about that game it's a really fun game with pascal being back so you know it kind of puts a bow on this whole conversation that we've just had But yeah, he looked he looked amazing. And, you know, I'm a very visual person. So I have a lot of, you know, video video clips from the game that, you know, so you can kind of picture what I'm talking about if you missed the game. But yeah, just check out my work on Raptors Republic
1: always great stuff man I really appreciate you being here and thank you to the listener for tuning in and being a pal Uh, just again a programming note tomorrow there will be no episode breaking down the Pelicans game I'm traveling for work and I won't be able to record unfortunately I will have an episode out on Friday we're going to play a round of one gotta go with our pal uh, Vivek Jacob which should be a lot of fun and uh, you know I'll explain that when we get to it on Friday but you know the concept of one gotta go if you've been online ever in the last 10 years I'm sure you've been there so so, uh, we got that coming up on Friday. We'll probably do some sort of weekend episode uh, after the the two games against the Magic and the Nets over the weekend as well, um, if scheduling lines up appropriately. But either way, no episode Thursday, back on Friday. Enjoy the Pelicans game. Thank you for tuning in. Please support the show by subscribing, rating, and reviewing all that good stuff. It's always appreciated. And uh, go make your second listen of the day. Locked on sports today as Pete Bukowski takes you through the biggest stories from the world of sports the night before. And. Uh, it's a really great insightful look you get all the local experts on the lockdown podcast network chipping in their thoughts as well so go check it out lockdown sports today wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube we'll be back again on friday have a good one everybody enjoy the Pels game Bye bye